0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening. So just a quick note on content. If you haven't seen this movie before, uh, it's about various different grown-up people who are horny for various different high school people. Um, so there's going to be some, some kind of dark jokes in this one. Uh, might not be your particular cup of tea, but I think it's a fun episode. I think it's pretty Rufus, and you know, I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. My semester in high school. Josie Geller, you enrolled Friday. You are looking at the newest undercover reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. <laughs> you're kidding, right? Josie, do you remember high school? Josie, 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 No. So, you were a geek. Big deal.
1: You get to be 17
0: again. <gasps> okay, feeling good. Welcome to Shakespeare's As You Like It. Are you sure you're 17?
1: That's so fun. I mean, everyone in Minnesota, from my experience, has been very kind, which is very different from California. We also have a lot of like transplants, but a lot of like mean people come here because, you know, (laughs) it's Hollywood. But when I was there, everyone was really sweet. It was really uh, affordable. Like going out to eat was really cheap. And everything vegetarian was just doused in cheese. So it was like impossible to be vegan, but it was really nice. (laughs) It was really cool. I really like the culture over there. I don't know if I would necessarily live there.
0: Yeah. You've seen but... Fargo, right?
1: Yeah, and I auditioned for it, bro. You did? Yeah, the T V show. The Oh the T V show.
0: I'm like <laughs> Not the movie. I was a baby. Yeah, I was like, were you a, were you the 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 fetus inside Francis McDormand?
1: Yeah, that was me. I auditioned for that. It was a tough one. A tough string of callbacks. <laughs> Welcome to the most Rufus podcast ever. Probably should have known better. I am Nadia Vasquez, and I'm joined, as always, by the Rob to my Josie, Tony <laughs> Ginocchio.
0: Okay, w- sorry, just to keep it straight. Is Rob the brother?
1: Rob's the brother. Did you okay, not pay good. attention? Okay, good,
0: yes. <laughs> no, I was paying attention. That's good, because that is exactly how I would have done the intro If you, if you, if I was doing the intro. I would have been like... Because it's true, you're like a sister to me. Oh. specifically, you're the kind of sister where if I learned you were going undercover as a high school student, I would just show up to the high school also disguised as a student for no reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would. And then you'd eat like a really, really, really big bucket of coleslaw just so that you could be <laughs> popular.
0: Just so I could be cool. Um, So Nadia, uh, I want to get this out of the way. Um, outstanding pick uh, for this yes! episode. Just, yes! It, 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 I mean, th- this movie is, like, cute. Like, it's, you know, it's it's got its charms. It's, you know, somewhat pleasant in its own way. But mm-hmm. in terms of just the kind of movies we want to watch, I yeah. I think this one really hits that balance of being, like, kind of nice and charming, but also there's six different characters in it who say <gasps> out loud, I really want to have sex with that high school student.
1: Yes. You know what's really wild is I I personally think it wouldn't work with anyone but Drew Barrymore. She is so perfect.
0: Probably true. I would agree with you.
1: In every single way, the what a cast, the writing was great. <laughs> I read that Drew Barrymore picked out all of her wardrobe with the uh with the stylist and nice. uh it was just um it was a literally on repeat all the time I think we watched it meet my sister and I watched it so many times that we say to each other Wieners! I got hot wieners when we call each other it's just like (laughs) it's just like a part of my life and I really related to it also just because I was also a nerd so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: thinking about it I was like oh it's also kind of fucked up this is perfect for the podcast
0: yeah, it it really is. So, folks, today's selection, as you probably pieced together, is never been kissed. Uh, from nineteen ninety nine, uh, directed by Roger Gosnell, uh starring, of course, uh, Drew Barrymore and David Arquette and Molly Shannon. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, standard rom com cast, as well as uh, John C. Riley uh, and octavia spencer mm-hmm. uh and also gary marshall makes an appearance in this and also i think this is the first film role for james franco
1: yep and i think jessica alba too this is pre-honey
0: yes. so uh so a a remarkable cast in this movie and uh, a really remarkable premise uh drew barrymore plays josie geller uh, a copy editor for the chicago sun times the hardest working paper in america Uh, she um kind of on the whims of the eccentric owner of the paper uh, gets placed on an undercover investigative journalism assignment where she has to pretend to be a high school student and re-enroll in high school and figure out what the kids are up to these days. So it's all, like, it's all really goofy, like, and her outfits, especially starting out, are ridiculous, and there's a lot of laughs from that. Um, But what we learn, Nadia, as you're aware, is that uh, when Drew Barrymore's character, Josie Geller, was actually in high school, she was actually bullied pretty harshly um and had a
1: brutally
0: yeah had a pretty miserable time to the extent that the popular boy in her class asked her out to prom just to um stand her up and and mock her which is the exact same gag in the pilot of pen 15 basically but Mm -hmm. which is also a show about how cruel children are to each (laughs) other but uh it it, you know, so this is also Drew Barrymore's chance to um basically get high school right, uh, this time. So uh we have like she kind of befriends like the nerdy kids and then her assignment changes and it's like you have to become popular because you have to find out what the popular kids are doing. Uh so she starts falling for her English teacher, which is like I guess normal because she's an adult and she doesn't always think uh, through everything. Uh, The problem is her English teacher starts falling for her, (laughs) uh, which is uh, way worse. And then uh, her newspaper is like, wait, this is perfect. We need you to entrap your English teacher. And that's going to be the story. So whole thing, there's, like, a little bit of Mean Girls in here. There's a little bit of She's All That in here in addition to Pen15. Um, and and uh, it actually, you know, is, is a pretty pleasant, um, I would say, kind of cute film. Drew Barrymore's performance is really good. Uh, but there's a lot in here that either <laughs> doesn't make sense or makes a lot of sense, but it's a horny adult falling in love with a 16-year-old.
1: Yeah, you also forgot a really important detail is um, because she was so nerdy and had no luck with boys, she's never been kissed.
0: <laughs> she's never, well, she's never been kissed in like, you know, the the real meaningful way when everything around you kind of blurs and you're just, she describes it in an early scene of the film. It's very moving.
1: Yes, I think um she lies. She's lying. I think she really just <laughs> hasn't never kissed. She hasn't ever well, kissed a guy.
0: You know how I can tell she's kind of a nerd at the beginning of the film. Why? Uh, well, she keeps correcting people's grammar, <laughs> which,
1: <laughs> which is like the entire internet. After like, did right. no one watch this movie? How do, how well did this movie do? Because uh, <laughs> online, that was like a what was it called? Grammar Nazi. How horrible right. was that? Oh
0: yeah, another another term that's aged very poorly. <laughs> It's like no. now, now if someone, now if you accuse someone of being a grammar Nazi, they're like, "That's literally the least harmful kind of Nazi that is walking around right oh, now." So crazy.
1: You know, um, I was gonna say it earlier, but I I stopped myself, and that's why I, I might have sounded a little awkward or weird. <laughs> but I related to this movie watching it growing up. I I watched it pretty young and obviously watched it a lot, but I related to Josie Grossi because. I had never been kissed. I was like, also a nerd mm-hmm. who had, you know, no fucking game, dog. <laughs> that came way later, bro. And uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, like I too could be popular if I wanted to. Like it was, it was a uh, what is it called? Not um, it was like hopeful. It was like a a beacon of hope for me. Yeah, where it's like, yes. if Josie could do it, I could do it.
0: It was aspirational in its own.
1: Aspirational. Way. Thank you, Tony.
0: And yeah, and we don't need to go into detail on whether I had game in high school or really was successful at uh, at anything related to relating to other people at all. We'll let our listeners draw their own conclusions. Didn't you play a time. lot
1: of Magic the Gathering at the time?
0: In high school, I actually didn't. I played in junior high, and then I stopped until I was, like, 31.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you had gotten kissed in between then, I'm hoping.
0: Yes, yeah, yes. I had gotten <laughs> kissed and married. Uh, and oh. so... <laughs> so So, uh, I, I mean, honestly, if we want to go into it, the real reason that I got back into Magic the Gathering was because my parents, when they sold my childhood home, gave me all my Magic the Gathering cards and were like... Okay, you need to uh, take these. We're not going to keep holding on to these. How many were there? Oh, probably, I don't know, 1,500 or something.
1: Oh, my God. So, like, boxes.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, our listeners yeah. can definitely uh, yeah.
0: come so, to their own So you're like, oh, yeah, this guy probably fucked like crazy in high school. <laughs> 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 He's probably, yeah, he probably just, uh, you know, got to Loyola Academy in Wilmette, Illinois, and his balls were just wrung out like a washcloth. <laughs> so it's... <laughs>
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I when I went to University of San Francisco, same, but you know, I don't have balls, like the lady equivalent. <laughs> you have to remember, so, I did go to an all-girls high school and also right. I had a cr- I had a crush on the girls who like had mohawks and like scared me. So, right. you know, <laughs> I didn't do very well.
0: So, we were all we were all kind of like getting our own mini predictions for the future in. But yeah.
1: You know, yeah. what's really funny but, is I, I've never uh, known people who were hot, popular people the way that they are in this movie. They are so hot. Tony, it's like so
0: unbelievable. Hot. They're so hot they can make up a slang term like Rufus and everyone will just go with it.
1: Yeah, that, that did not catch on. It's like <laughs> fetch nobody's yeah. nobody really did that either I love that these movies are trying to start like a fun thing and it never
0: happened <laughs> so yeah and that's interesting because like I think back to 1999 so ni- 99 is the same year that ten things I hate about you came out
1: it's mm-hmm.
0: um, same year that the greatest high school movie of all time she's all that came out um and and this one I feel, uh, didn't have quite the same cultural toehold as those two, although it obviously still has, like, you sent me the gif Drew Barrymore wore, wore the never-been-kissed prom dress on her current morning talk show that she has and still hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously there there has been, you know, some some fun, enduring, pop culture legacy of this movie but i'm I'm interested to hear i know we've done 1999 a bunch of times but i'm interested to hear the former current events uh that you have ready for us
1: you know what we only did one movie from 99 and it was superstar oh so really it, yeah so it was just saturday night live former current events
0: Okay, yeah, and so, Superstar, I would say, even less of a cultural toehold <laughs> than the <laughs> movies I just listed.
1: Yeah, but Molly Shannon is in both, so big year for Molly. Uh, but yeah. So this is our a traditional former current events, which we don't do very often because we've covered a lot of ground <laughs> for the last few seasons. But 1999 was really big for a lot of reasons. Uh, the first is... <laughs> The top song of the year was Smooth by Rob Thomas and Santana, which, like, Upstanding. never stopped playing. It's still on the radio all the time. Uh, other hits of that year were Brandy's Have You Ever, Monica's Angel of Mine, which started that, like, Brandy and Monica rivalry, which inevitably... Yes, yes turned into The Boy Is Mine. Wonderful. Th- wonderful song.
0: I think... um I remember... Mo- this is... What a specific reference. What a 1999 reference. I remember Monica specifically... Being the musical guest on all that, yeah, the, the Nickelodeon uh, SNL show.
1: Yes, she was great. Oh, uh, all that. I miss all that. Um, I
0: thought they tried to reboot it, but maybe. I mean, they shouldn't. They absolutely should not. But no, 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 no. <laughs> but maybe I imagine that.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, they they wouldn't be able to because Drake is like wanted for. Drake Bell is wanted for pedophilia and uh, Amanda Bynes is also, obviously not Drake, doing well.
0: Like, Drake, Drake is going to be wanted for pedophilia someday <laughs> in the future.
1: This is an anti-Drake podcast, both kinds. Yeah. The Bell yeah. and, the, and the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, this was also a big year uh, for Auto-Tune, which because Mm -hmm. of uh, "Shares Believe, it was one of the biggest hits of all time, and it ushered in this brand new trend of artists using Auto-Tune just all the way up. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also had TLC's No Scrubs. The Latin Explosion kicked off because Ricky Martin and Enrique Iglesias Mm. came out with Live in La Vida Loca and Bailamos, respectively. And most importantly... For the girls, the Britney Spears uh, and Christina Aguilera both released their first singles. Britney being "Baby One More Time," and Christina Aguilera being "Genie in the Bottle." And it started mm-hmm. this totally made-up feud between them in the media, and everyone kind of had their camp, similar to BSB versus NSYNC, Britney versus Christina. Right. Huge, huge on Tiara. Yeah.
0: So I was listening to the uh, '90s and 2000s sing along playlist uh, on Spotify when I was driving from Des Moines to Chicago for five hours <laughs> a few weeks ago, and um, and, and obviously there's there's uh, singles by both of those artists um on that playlist, and uh, you know it was it, I didn't know they released in the same year. I assumed Christina was like a year or two later, um, because kind of the assumption like Britney who, uh, obviously we love and, and respect and are glad she's free. Um, Brittany, was like known more, like she was a dancer, right? It's like, yeah, and Christina, I felt was marketing, marketed more as, yeah, but, but this girl has an actual voice. Like this, this girl has pipes, right? Yes. Um, And they would all be eclipsed three years later when Avril Lavigne (laughs) came onto the
1: scene. We were all very angsty at the time. Well, uh, Christina Aguilera famously didn't want to release Genie in a Bottle as her first single because it didn't really showcase what she could actually do with her voice. But her record label was like, no, you have to do it because Britney just came out with this Baby One More Time thing and she's making a lot of money and we need you to make she, us she a lot of money. She tied
0: the bottom of her shirt. It's a whole thing.
1: It's a whole thing. Yeah. And, and the Britney video, I know so much about this time, obviously. <laughs> I was reading a lot of bop and BB, but the original uh, music video for Baby One More Time directed by Nigel Dick was just Britney dancing on a record player like it was a giant record player and she was just dancing on it and Britney was like this is not the one so she came up with the concept <laughs> because she's a star and yeah uh, i mean she's changed got the she, course she, of knows, history. She, she knows
0: she knows she knows how the game works
1: she knows how the game works but let me continue yes. on we have so much ground to cover <laughs> of 1999 if you can believe how, so long ago but star wars episode 1 was the biggest uh movie of the year the phantom menace sorry to the star wars fans if i messed up and i didn't say what it was called uh star wars fans by the way if i call the little creature baby yoda don't tell me his name is grogu i know but i don't care okay.
0: <laughs> i feel like i feel like you keep pissing off the star wars fans on the fo- yeah. to the extent that i'm starting to wonder if you're doing it on purpose <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I'm really mad about what they did to my girl Kelly Marie Tran, so they can fair, fuck fair. off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 1999 was also the year that Napster launched, and it was obviously the very first uh, user-friendly peer-to-peer sharing, um, mm-hmm. music-sharing thing that totally just destroyed the music industry as we know it, and that's why we have Spotify. So sad. Uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire started this year, and uh, one of the biggest phrases was... Is that your final answer? <laughs> it's really, uh, it's it was a really big part. It was a, a pillar of pop culture. That phrase.
0: Th- I mean, just an in- first of all, insanely good year for pop culture generally. I mean, yes. But uh, I do want to. For also, I hosted my seventh grade talent show in character as Regis Philbin, <laughs> as a millionaire. Uh, but
1: do you have video uh, or pictures? No,
0: no. Uh, but. Uh, do you, here, here's what I want to ask. Do you remember the first track you downloaded off of Napster?
1: Oh shit. Uh, yeah, I I downloaded a music video. Okay. I downloaded, wait, Napster. I didn't, I actually didn't use Napster. I used Kazaa.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. I was a Kazaa girl.
0: Yeah, because I used Napster until it got shut down, and then I switched over to iMesh, and then I was like, I should probably start buying music. <laughs> <after this." laughs>
1: what did you What did you download? I, d- I think I downloaded the Good Charlotte song that they they did um, a duop cover. I forgot what song it was <laughs> from some movie, and I was like, I don't have this, and I I downloaded it.
0: Okay, uh, the first uh, song I downloaded is uh, "Walking on Broken Glass" by Annie Lennox.
1: Wow. Oh, my friend, you were going through it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a real...
1: I like that we're like, 1999 was a great year for pop culture, but it was a bad year for us.
0: Bad year for Tony and Nadia. <laughs> um, it was uh, also- Fight Club, uh, Fight uh, Club. Fight yes, Club fi- was 99 and Matrix was 99, right? Matrix
1: was 99 and their Neo's like driver's license or something had 911 on it.
0: That's right, yes. Yeah,
1: that was a big deal. Uh, This, Oh, dude, huge news for people like me. That was the year Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out. So it was like (laughs) the best soundtrack ever was introduced into my home. It was so great. Uh, We also had, oh, fun fact, They Might Be Giants was the first Mm -hmm. major label recording artist to release an entire album exclusively on an MP3 format.
0: Oh, I would not have guessed that.
1: Yeah, they're a big deal. Um, (laughs) January 7th of that year uh, was also when the impeachment trial of President Bill Clinton began in the U.S. Senate. And on February 12th, he was acquitted of perjury and obstruction of justice.
0: Ah. And everything has worked out since.
1: Yeah. And that was also the year Monica Lewinsky did that really big 2020 interview. And it had the most views, uh, viewership live Uh, Of all time from any interview ever Mm -hmm. with 74 million viewers, which is pretty wild, which is kind of nothing. If you're a Mr. Beast fan on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) That dude has so many views. Uh, Anyway, the biggest story of 1999, though, that like dominated the news, radio, everything was the incoming millennium and the idea of the Y2K bug, which was just potentially computers uh, just having a bunch of errors because of the formatting of the calendar data. And so they're like, in the year 2000, everything's going to get all fucked up because it's going to go to zero. And inevitably, obviously, nothing happened. And a lot of people are like, well, nothing happened. But it's because a lot of computer programmers actually made sure that nothing happened. Right. So to those computer programmers who are probably listening, thank you for your service. Thank you. Yeah, so that's 1999. Can you believe...
0: I, I mean, it, it was a great year for pop culture. One of the last good ones. Uh, yeah. For, yeah.
1: We, yeah. We,
0: we all know what the turning point was. Uh, and so... Oh,
1: no. Well, yeah, Paris so, Hilton and Nicole Richie getting really famous.
0: Sure, yeah. Let's go with that. and so
1: That's pop culture's
0: 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... But, yeah, so good year for pop culture, good year for high school movies, for rom-coms. Oh, the other thing I'll say is, um, you know, She's All that is was loosely based on uh, Pygmalion by George mm-hmm. Bernard Shaw, right? And um, Ten Things I Hate About You is loosely based on uh, The Taming of the Shrew by Shakespeare. Um, this movie, it, not exactly based on As You Like It by Shakespeare, but it sure does reference As You Like It a lot, Yes, um, and, it's no.
1: She's
0: uh, the man, right? It's no. It's no. She's the man, but but it is you know kind of some of the ideas of like oh disguising yourself to go undercover and learning some you know that that sort of loose motif kind of appears throughout, uh, appears throughout the movie. Um, so should we talk about the movie and how it literally begins with the? Yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got into this situation. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I this movie and Van Wilder both started out with narration and then never touched it again.
0: Just so you know, <laughs> which honestly I kind of prefer to having too much narration. Yes, uh, yes, but, but it's
1: definitely uh, a, a sign of the times for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's Drew Barrymore. She's standing out in the middle of the baseball diamond. There's a countdown clock. We 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 don't know what's going on. And then she's like, "You're probably wondering how I ended up here. Well, it's a crazy story."
1: Yes, she's not someone who you can pick out of a crowd. And then it shows this really hot babe who turns to this guy and is like, call me. She's like, yeah, that's not me. I'm over there. And it cuts to her with mousy brown hair, wearing frumpy clothes, because we all know that if you have mousy brown hair and frumpy clothes, you're a loser.
0: Just like, and she is she wearing glasses in the opening scenes too? No, that would no. Be the real, she okay. never wears because that'd glasses. be the, the real nail in the coffin. But she's anyway, not, she's it's heading not. To,
1: she's all that. Yeah.
0: Uh, she's uh heading to work in Chicago, the greatest city in the world. Uh, specifically, uh, <laughs> working as a copy editor at the Chicago Sun Times. Uh, which, as I stated earlier, is the hardest working newspaper in America. Uh, and uh, she. Uh, has her best friend at work, uh, who is Molly Shannon, the sluttiest woman at the newspaper.
1: <laughs> she has absolutely no title. We find out what everyone, for the most part, does at that job, except for her. I don't know what she does. She just sleeps so, with the people from Op-Ed.
0: Right, exactly. So she's talking about how she hooks up with the guy from Op-Ed, and then the... um. And then uh, the editor comes in, who's John C. Riley, and all the audience goes, "Wait, John C. Riley said this?"
1: Yes, he's so wonderful in it, and he's a badass guy. He's got he's got a lot to do, but he always yeah. takes time to flirt with Molly Shannon, <laughs> <laughs> which I really appreciate.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it it's so funny because he is. Um, I think I don't think he won. I think he was nominated for an Oscar for Chicago. Um, yes, and he is. I mean, it is remarkable that he's. I mean, he's so, they, our, our friends at, at the podcast BiblioVile have talked about this, how he's just remarkable as a comedic actor. He's remarkable as a dramatic actor. Um, He's such a talented man. And unfortunately the deal he appears to have made with Satan is his face has to look like that. Oh,
1: that's so mean. He's not that bad looking, you guys.
0: No, but he's kind of, he's kind of goofy.
1: Yeah, he's got a charming little face. You'd be nice to my yeah. friend J. C. No, I, I think he. I think
0: I think he's brilliant. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, but anyways, and then Octavia Spencer works here too. By the way, different Oscar winner.
1: <laughs> yes, and she's uh, credited as Octavia L. Spencer because this was pre literally anything huge that she's done.
0: Pre pre any of her career. Um, <laughs> and, and and so. You know, we kind of get to the premise right away, which is there's an all-hands meeting with the owner of the paper, who is Gary Marshall,
1: Ugh, not so even... Good
0: not even trying to do anything other than his normal Bronx accent uh, as a lifelong Chicago resident. (laughs) Um, And uh, basically just on a whim is firing people. He's dishing out like just, just a wacky crazy guy. And he's like, we got to do a big feature. And he points to Josie and he's like, we got to figure out what my high, what high school kids are doing. You're going undercover at high school. You enroll on Monday. Um and so that's that's what the movie's going to be about.
1: Yeah, and she freaks out obviously because she's been trying to get a story for a really long time, but John C. Riley won't give her anything. He, he gives her ideas up to other reporters because he says, you're right. not a reporter. You love order and control. You're the best copy editor I have. It's not going to work. And right. this is just thrust into her lap and she freaks out and runs to her office and they're like, no, no, no. like We'll figure it out. We'll figure out a way to get you out of this. And she's like, listen, Molly Shannon, when you wanted to seduce the Spanish-speaking guy in the copy room, who quizzed you on your verbs? <laughs> who was Senor- there for you? Yeah. Senorita Josie. And she's like, and Gus, when you wanted to learn how to knit, who showed you how to work the needles? And he said, her. She, she said, he said, you. And she's like, listen, you guys have to have some faith in me. I can totally do this. Yeah. And they let her do so, it. So
0: Yes. So they sign on to it, and the next person she talks to is David Arquette, who is her brother.
1: Yeah, because she um. needs she needs a, a cool car.
0: Because yes, she needs to trade cars with him. But the other thing that we learned... so we learn two things here. One, her brother is a fuck up. Mm. Um, he's he's like he his glory. He peaked in high school, right? He was a star pitcher for the baseball team. Um, he had an injury, and now he works at a tiki themed mailboxes, etc. Basically,
1: his, his injury was mono.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, that's what it was. he got mono, and I guess. once it went away he was like well i'm just not gonna try for the majors (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) let one case of mono stop you she she's not even on camera when she says it but anyway uh i know this this movie back to front but he's really not happy at the tiki place the the what is it packing material place i don't don't know (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's it's a it's a mailing and it's a print and ship. It's like going to Kinkos, like, but it's but it's themed. You know how <laughs> you've been to Kinkos and you're like, why isn't there a theme here?
1: <laughs> it's not like a Fries Electronics. Oh, I right. miss Fry's. the one in Burbank, <laughs> the space one. That was so cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he's kind of yeah. So it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that we learn here is that uh, through a flashback, we learn she actually. Wasn't cool in high school. Oh my she actually god! It's so was sad. Was pretty miserable.
1: They were so cruel to her. So she had braces, and she kind of had an overbite and everything. And uh, she really liked this boy named Billy. And he wouldn't ah. go to class, and she would take notes for him uh, because she noticed that he wasn't there, and she didn't want him to fall behind. And the entire time, everyone's pointing at her and laughing at her, and the the culminating moment is that some real big jerks pour a can of sprite into her backpack so that when she talks to yeah. Billy it looks like she's peeing her pants because all of the sprite is coming out of her backpack.
0: It's awful. It is awful. It's so um,
1: horrible.
0: Yeah. So, um, so you get to so so you can see okay people are cruel to her in high school and you kind of start to understand a little more of her motivation. Oh, this is her chance for a do over, right. and to um not to To be uh, a little more successful socially, um, yes. and then uh, you know, basically. Oh, the other thing that her her uh, I don't remember if it's her brother if it's Molly Shannon who tells her, but like kind of the the exciting part about the assignment is like this is great. You get to be seventeen again. So we do establish right away that her character will be under the age of consent, and that
1: right. <laughs> will be
0: <laughs> important moving forward
1: yes two points here uh you get to be 17 again is also um gonna set up the movie starring uh matthew perry and zach efron like (laughs) 15 years later (laughs) called 17 again and secondly (laughs) and secondly tony would you go back to high school if you had this opportunity
0: absolutely not absolutely (laughs) not
1: yeah i feel like once i left i was like i am never ever coming back I don't know, yeah. I don't, the appeal, I I have had people in my life say that I really had a good time in high school and I would absolutely go back if I had the chance, knowing what I know now. I'm like, why? It's no. horrible, I, the it, hormones,
0: I no. didn't even have like that bad a time in high school, like I, you know, I, I think, I've talked about this before, like I could get along with people and like, yeah. you know, I had a, a small group of friends and it was all good, but like. No, there's 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 every everything I have done since high school and I've had some bad years since high school. Everything I have done since high school has been better than high school.
1: Yes. Yes, it's very true. I went back and read my blog from high school and I was like, "Oh, I was not I should have been in therapy. This was not good. This is not a good time for me."
0: What uh what site hosted your blog?
1: Melodramatic.com. <laughs> okay. It was okay. it was the precursor to Live Journal and all of the scene celebrities were on there like Sonny Moore who is now uh-huh. Skrillex, and Jeffree Star. So I like it was also pre MySpace. So uh-huh. I was really involved with Mellow.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I uh, I had a Zanga. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh but it's destroyed. It's gone. You're like, Good. "Oh, you can't delete you can't delete anything from the internet." Yes, you can. My Zen yeah. is deleted.
1: My uh mellow uh, is on uh the Wayback Machine cuz I didn't put it, oh, in it private. Is. <laughs> yeah, so I did I did find it. Like I looked up my I'm not going to tell you guys what my username was. Yeah, but yeah, of course. Something rocks my socks. S R O X. My SOX. Um Okay,
0: so guys <laughs> just keep putting in each member of my chemical romance. <laughs>
1: It's me. It's none of them. It's none of them. Uh, But yeah, it's, it was a really cool website. I'm not going to lie. It was, um, you would get karma points by like Uh liking people's, um, this was like very pre-Facebook too. You would like comment on people's blogs or you would like welcome them to the site and you get karma points. And then you would be able to add HTML to your page. So you could add colors and like the dinosaur cursor and everything. And that, that, you know, I got really into HTML. I learned all about it, so you know. It, in the end, it was a waste of time, but I did learn some stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you can. Uh, you, we're gonna call the the uh, vacuum cleaner salesman from Breaking Bad that erases your identity and and get her get him to erase your blog for you.
1: Oh, that would be really cool. I would really love to get rid of yeah.
0: that. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, okay. So she gets to be seventeen again. <laughs> She gets a do-over in high school. Uh, we get the uh, a Jimmy Eat World music cue because we have to watch two movies in a row where Jimmy Eat World is on the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and we, it's the first day of school. Utterly insane outfit, which which is on like it's for comedic effect. Like yes. utterly insane outfit for Drew Barrymore.
1: Yeah, we do uh, see that scene. she prepares uh, with very orderly. Uh, piles of 17 magazine she's gotten all of the products that the kids use and everything and she's getting their, her little fashion advice from 17 magazine but clearly uh did not listen to what was in style cuz she shows up in a ostrich feather boa outfit which by the way is very expensive so like <laughs> high school kids like could afford weird... this
0: like diaphanous jacket that's also covered in feathers
1: it's really, yes and her hair is coiffed and she's wearing silver lipstick which is actually very Y2K but it's a little much compared to what everyone else is wearing uh, white jeans and white boots and she uh, shows up in Rob's car because apparently he agreed to let her borrow it and oh. the car backfires and everything changes we get a hip hop yeah. music cue everyone's wearing FUBU <laughs> She's totally out of place.
0: <laughs> and not even the line that she says to the teacher in the hall, I'm here with my fellow students. Hey, guys, is enough to save her.
1: <laughs> exactly, which is a, a Wilson brother, by the way.
0: Oh, the, oh really?
1: What? The security guard, that's the third Wilson brother.
0: Oh, the the mysterious, the Anne Cusack of the Wilsons. Yes! Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's the security guard. He checks everything, and uh, she's got, like, a palm pilot basically and uh (laughs) she's just got a lot of stuff in there and she uh shows up and they have to go through metal detectors and everything which we need to revisit at some point you know what point i'm gonna talk about
0: uh yeah yeah we'll we'll (laughs) we'll get there we'll get there there. (laughs) Uh, but eventually uh... she
1: shows up late to class
0: Right, which uh, means imme- first of all, immediately. I mean, you got listeners. You've been late to class before. You know what that means. <laughs> you got to put on the tardy sombrero.
1: <laughs> Ten minutes in that hat, you'll never be late again. And you'll never uh, be late again. The teacher makes her introduce herself, and as she tells, she's about to say where she's from. She came up with a whole backstory and everything. Uh, someone opens the door, and it's
0: Billy. Billy yeah, Prince. She has a flashback. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, it's the other new guy that she's going to get horny for, Guy Perkins.
0: How do you get horny for a high school student five minutes into (laughs) your undercover assignment?
1: When I was 25, I was obsessed with men in their 40s, and they were (laughs) musicians. (laughs) Like, I never looked backwards, you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Each member of my chemical romance. Yeah! So... (laughs) No, it, it it's, like, it is, like, like okay, so if I'm plotting this against, like, Fern Gully, say, or, uh, or Avatar, which is the same movie as Fern Gully. So, yeah, yeah. like, it, it, you know, it's, they go, a guy goes undercover, right, or uh-huh. is turned into a fairy in one case, he goes undercover, <laughs> and he... He uh, ingratiates himself to this new community. He's welcomed as part of a community. And then later, because he's so integrated, he goes native. He falls for uh, a woman in that community, much like uh, the guy did for the fairy in Fern Gully or um, Sam Worthington's character does for uh, Zoe Saldana in Avatar. But that takes, like, months. That takes months to fall for someone.
1: You know, I think it was really... Back in when she was at in school and she was seventeen, she had so much horniness that it like really came along with her until she was twenty five, and then it just like plopped onto this guy. Yeah, you know, like Built immediately.
0: Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I get so it. So she has, <laughs> so, <laughs> so she has a flashback, right? She has another flashback to Billy, yes. right? And that. Also throws off her backstory because she said Billy out loud and then she has to save it. She's like, "Uh, I mean, Bali, I'm from Bali. And now she has to be from the one white person from Bali for the rest <laughs> of this report.
1: Yes, it's really sad. And they were like, she said uh, her, the teacher asked, what did your family do there? And she didn't know what to say. So she just looked at a T-shirt that had a sheep on it. And she said that they were sheep farmers, which like really didn't set her up for success at all. So <laughs> all the kids already start bawing at her in class and in the hallway. It's just not going well right away.
0: Right away. Un- until
1: well. English well, I, class.
0: I go- <laughs> yes. So English class hits, and there's a couple things going on. One, she tries to save her popularity by showing off how well she knows poetry by Virgil, which for some reason mm. <laughs> does not win over the high school students.
1: No, but you know um, what it does win over? her teacher <laughs>
0: her who happens teacher. to
1: be very hot
0: yeah so this i like i get her as a 27 year old being like oh this guy's hot and he's an adult so naturally i would uh, i find him very striking like that sure. makes sense uh and, but also he's kind of like into it which is no. just not okay at all
1: yeah he there was a moment where he says are you sure you're 17
0: yeah, yeah, bro, what? Yeah. bro. Yes.
1: <laughs> dude.
0: And then he then he follows, Are you sure you're seventeen? Wait, Don't tell me. I, I, I made up that last part, but imagine
1: <laughs> Nasty. That's the first time it's like, oh, this is not going. It would be it would be one thing. I think if the movie was just like, she's really into him but he's like rebuffing her and then at the end he's like and, I don't and have he's to he's like you yeah anymore. what
0: what the hell is wrong with you which would be funny. I think there's funny stuff in there.
1: So much funny stuff, but that does not go in that direction. He's actually into her immediately. She is very yeah. charming. But no 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 no. <laughs> I never I never had a crush on a teacher, did you?
0: No, I didn't.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's we're no. normal people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I think I feel <laughs> The only older men I was into
1: that. were all of the members of My Chemical Romance.
0: Right. It was, It was. look, it was Frankie, yeah. it was Mikey, yep. it was Gerard.
1: Mm-hmm. And Ray.
0: That was it. It wasn't the English teacher. Nah. Um, uh, a couple good lines kind of as she's starting to, to acclimate here. So, first of all, one one person who does save her is the nerdy girl. Um, mm-hmm. Is it Al- Aldis? Is that Ald- Aldis. Is that right is that- Aldis. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so they actually become fast friends, and there are a couple good uh, lines that she's acclimating. They're in gym class at one point. The <laughs> girls is like, "Come on!" If you, they're taking the presidential fitness test, actually, but uh, girls are like, "Come on, come on!" If we fail gym, we'll never get into a good college. And Drew Barrymore's like, "They're still telling you that." <laughs> <And then laughs> the other is uh, Aldis tells her that her um, she wants to go to Northwestern. And Drew Barrymore <laughs> yells, oh, Northwestern, I went there. And then she's like, oh, fuck, I'm in high school. And she's like, "Uh, to use the bathroom. Uh, it's a nice bathroom. <laughs> it's
1: a nice bathroom, yeah. And uh, the best Friends this nerd, is played by Lily Le- Sobieski before she retired from acting in 2012. Uh, she is also part of a calculus club called the Denominators, which I thought was yeah, very ma- cute. Yeah, the
0: Mathletes.
1: So cute. Uh, math-
0: so kind of, there's going to be... I'm not, I don't want to say the exact plot of Mean Girls happens within this movie, but yeah. it, it, it it kind of does. <laughs> um, so uh, so she joins the mathletes because Cazaldi says, you know, I can tell that the other kids are being kind of mean to you. We can offer you a certain amount of protection, <laughs> which is a funny line, but ends up <laughs> being true. Because what happens is she has a friend group. And because she has a friend group, nobody else really bothers her.
1: Yeah, and, and uh because they, you know, protect each other. They have a really great time. They, you know, they go and win a bunch of meets that no one's going to, which is a funny gag where they're winning and then they zoom out and no one's in the audience except a janitor just cleaning up after everybody. Uh and she's really genuinely happy, but uh the mean popular kids are really really mean to Lily Zobieski's character. And uh they take a drive okay this scene was really sweet where it's drew barrymore the best friend and the best friend's little sister i'm assuming and they're driving around Mm -hmm. singing wholesome songs and drinking milk
0: they're singing free free to be you and me the most wholesome song there is
1: yes this was my high school experience like i was definitely like having harry potter parties and you know we would we would play harry potter scene it and we were all so good that we had to videotape it with our friends mom's camcorder and then play it back in slow-mo to see who got up fastest because because <laughs> we all answered at the same time. And so it was like very cute, but they run into a place called the court, which was just a fire in a trash can and all of them drinking the around. Cool
0: it. kids hang out.
1: Never in my life had I heard about something like this. And even as a kid yeah. when I was watching it, I was like, "Whoa, these kids are like really fast." <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so they, you know, this where the cool kids hang out and they're out drinking by the, the trash can fire. And, um, you know, and, and they make fun of, uh, Aldi's. They call her a dog or they call her Alpo because she looks like a dog, I guess, is the joke. It's very cruel. It's really and, mean. And, uh, and, you know, because Aldi's has her friend, Josie, with her, she stands up to them and she's like, you know, get fucked. She doesn't say get fucked because it's a PG movie, but <laughs> she, she, <laughs> She, um, you know, she tells him to go to hell and she drives away. And that's really good. Uh, Unfortunately for Drew Barrymore, um, a bunch of high school kids having a regular site where they drink and party is actually kind of newsworthy.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So she just gets completely scooped by the Chicago Tribune. um, And John C. Riley chews her out because like you were right next to this story and you missed it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, she had to deal with the emotional blow of the hottest guy in school saying, why don't you fiddle around on your calculator so you can figure out how long it's going to take you to get cool? That's gotta hurt!
0: <laughs> it's such a long insult.
1: It is, but it was mean. And they were, like, crying <laughs> at the end. They were both crying. It was very upsetting. So, of course, she's going to miss that story. She was just, you know, living her nerdy fantasy.
0: Yeah. And and the other... um thing that happens here is we get another flashback, right? So we see, um, yeah, we see Billy, the hot guy from Drew Barrymore's past, ask teenage Drew Barrymore to prom, and she's like, oh, my God, I finally redeemed myself. Like, he doesn't think I'm a loser. I'm not Josie Grossi anymore. Um, And uh, we, I mean, it, it, it's very obvious what's going to happen, right? It's, it's the same thing. <laughs> like I said, it's pilot of Pen15. They're going to make her think this boy likes her, and then they're just going to humiliate her. Um. At the last minute, um, we don't see that yet. No. Uh, that that comes later, but um. But we do just, see you know... her be
1: very earnest and read him yes. a poem about how yes. much she loves him. Yes. It's just it's all of this is just setting up how in sweet class, Josie right is. in
0: front of the class.
1: Yeah, it was clearly like a like a creative writing class or something, and no. you know, there's nothing. About Josie, that is malicious in any way. She's just very earnest and very sweet. So, the fact that she's so lovable and has no real reason for anyone to be so cruel to her is just so much, makes it so much more heartbreaking, you know? Like, sometimes in those movies, I feel like even in this movie, Aldis is also kind of a dick back to the popular kids and talks down to them for being dumb and all of that stuff. So, like, I understand why they don't like her, but she's also standing up for herself. So I get that, too. But Josie was just so sweet back then. There's there's yeah. no real reason for them to be that cruel.
0: Yeah, I do want to, just comparing it to Pen15, you know, I would say (laughs) Mia and and, Nah, are perhaps not what I would describe as as sweet, necessarily, not their first quality. No. Um, (laughs) But it is still very mean when they do it. Yeah. to uh is it to Anna that that gets yeah. named the ugliest girl in school yeah but it's all it's all worth it for the payoff in the pilot of that episode when, yeah uh when she tells the kid he has an aardvark dick and that's why his dad died <laughs> so
1: <laughs> well I haven't seen that in a while I gotta watch that again
0: It's it's one of my favorite pilots. It really is. It's (laughs) Um, good. Pen fifteen
1: really leans into the discomfort in a different way than this movie does. This movie leans leans, into the pedophilia a little more.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Pen fifteen is really just more generally about how awful junior high students are. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But but in any event. Um, okay, so we know we kind of have this backstory getting set up. She's getting um, chewed out by her editor, and John C. Riley says, "Here's what we're gonna do to make sure you don't miss a story: you're gonna wear a wire the entire <laughs> time you are in high school."
1: Yeah, um, so she's so got th- a hidden camera like that goes on all her nerdy clothes, and it's going to live right. stream directly into Gus's
0: office. Into her office also John C riley gets a great scene a great line which made me laugh so hard which is um uh he uh she's talking about like how she felt you know she's talking about billy and how he made her feel like she was in love and John C riley says love who knows what that is deadline circulation that i understand <laughs> yeah
1: Yes, and this also sets up a little bit more of Molly Shannon kind of flirting with him. And she's like, you know, yes. I know you have a lot of work and I don't have anything to do tonight. So let me help you.
0: Ooh. Right. They're like, you don't have anything to do tonight because you don't have a job here. You just keep showing up to sleep with each employee.
1: <laughs> that is kind of a job, Tony. <laughs> dot, dot, dot uh so <laughs> well w- she so, gets set up with this wire by the cool guy he's clearly like the hidden camera dude for the chicago mm. sometimes he's got a cool van it's all tricked out very undercover cop kind of deal uh yeah. the w- the o- one of the only black people on the cast uh <laughs> and he's set- him
0: and octavia that's yeah it.
1: <laughs> and octavia and he sets her up and uh She's like, oh, I got to check in with Gus. And he is listening because it's being live streamed. Yeah. He's like, Stop being a pain in the ass. You're not the one who's going to find the story. We're going to find the story. Like, you're really too close to this. So she goes yeah. in immediately and we see the hidden camera is looking at Jessica Alba and her two friends going up the stairs in tiny skirts. And the guy yeah. in the van is like, ooh, these girls didn't look like that when I was in high school.
0: That's exactly <laughs> what I wrote down.
1: And I was like, ew! Like,
0: so, if you're keeping a tally of how many adult men are attracted to high school students uh, in uh, this movie so far, you're up to two. There will be more. <laughs> there and will be So, more. so, so uh, basically, Drew Barrymore's got a new assignment. And it's like, you have to be cool. You have to get in with the cool kids. That is where the story is going to come from. You are not going mm-hmm. to have any undercover story that comes out of hanging out with the mathletes. They don't do anything newsworthy. So, <laughs> they're too wholesome um, she has, and
1: sweet.
0: They're too wholesome and sweet. And so um, she has – basically she um, sneaks into she, – she finds out where the cool kids are hanging out, and she goes there. And it's where all the cool kids at your – high school hung out Nadia certainly were all the cool kids at my high school hangout, which is the Mariachi Rap Fusion Club.
1: <laughs> okay, let me tell you something about Ozo Motley. So that's the the band that's being featured here. They opened for the uh-huh. All American rejects and Huba Stank. Don't ask me why, but I went to that show and I was like, wait, this is the band from Never Been Kissed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so they all go and at before this happens though. We are introduced to a really important new word, Rufus, which is this new cool hip word to say that something is cool. So she's going to a Rufus yeah. club to yeah. see what the cool kids are up to. And she's she the outfit that she is wearing is stuff that's online right now. So I know yes. that she's supposed to be a big nerd or whatever, but you know, she was just ahead of her time.
0: Yeah, it came back around. Uh, so she she goes to this club. She runs into her English teacher, and uh, who goes to clubs that high schoolers hang out at. <laughs> um, and she also meets her English teacher's girlfriend. Oh, it turns out she's an upside bitch who's all wrong for him. Yeah,
1: I know that you like these kinds of places, but I hope you get this out of your system when you move to New York with me. Uh-oh, <laughs> we've got a conflict.
0: <laughs> it's, it's just... <laughs> it's just like, if you guys remember Idina Menzel's character in Enchanted, but then just turn the dial like five more notches to the right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then least, turn the At least bones Idina down.
0: Menzel actually loved uh, her family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you watched Disenchanted yet, by the way?
0: I have not. I have not yet. It's no.
1: very cute. I think we should do it for the
0: pod. Oh, okay. Okay, well, we'll we'll revisit that in a okay. couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, now again, you know how it is. We're at a rap mariachi club, and you know <laughs> that place is going to be crawling with rasta bros.
1: Yeah, so. and they're they welcome everyone to their table. No one really wants to hang out with her except them because they love everybody. And they're like, hey, we got a special cake. It's a ganja cake. It's got vitamin yeah. A, vitamin B, vitamin T, H, and C. <laughs> And the guy who's so, watching on the live video feed is like, oh, no, 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 because he knows what it is. It is a weed brownie. Right. <laughs> and tr- she has no idea.
0: Completely over her head. And uh, she eats the uh, weed brownie. And again, like. <laughs> so she's at this club. She's trying to be cool. She ends up eating a weed brownie. <laughs> and she's like. God damn, I got to get up on stage and dance and do the splits and go crazy. Now Nadia. <laughs> look, it li- like listeners, like we're going to be candid here for a minute between your two hosts. The one that has smoked more weed is Nadia. Yeah, what
1: like, up? What up? <laughs> oh, by the way, I've I've quit. But yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. But she's but she's quit. Yeah. Um so uh that being said, Nadia, back in your Back in your weed smoking days. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, tell me more. When you, w-
0: when you got high,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how many times were you like, it's time to get up and fucking dance?
1: Nah, dude, especially with an edible, I would be, like, under the couch. Like, I wouldn't be <laughs> sitting there with those guys. I'd be, like, on the floor underneath being like, it's too loud in here. Like, <laughs> it's not realistic.
0: Ah. So uh, she, you know, She gets up and dances. The roster bros are like, man, I don't love her. Uh, And then uh, (laughs) she she stumbles back home. She eats an entire pie um, and then she gets to school the next day and everyone is calling her a loser. Uh, She did not succeed at becoming cool by going to the club. You know why? Because she did weed and that's a sin.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the other thing was, is uh, the venue was called the Del Loser. And the Uh stamp on her hand said DeLoser or DeLosser, I don't know. And uh, Uh, she laid on her stamp on her hand, and the only thing that came back up was Loser. And that's why they were calling her a Loser. And so she was like, oh, I really did it. No, I didn't. And then she barfed in the bathroom.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She was very And meanwhile, everyone at the Chicago Sun-Times is just watching this instead of doing their jobs, just watching this all day. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And just sitting in John C. Riley's office watching her go through high school. And somebody says, it's like the All Humiliation Network, which is an actual network, but it's pornography. And so.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a very specific place.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> So we actually
1: get, we get the second part of the flashback for prom. So she, we are very, very close up on a metallic pink dress. We pull out and she's got a side pony. She's
0: ironed hair, crimped, crimped hair. She's crimped,
1: she's side pony. She's ready for her date with the most popular boy in school because she thinks everything's about to turn around for her. And she goes outside uh, because Billy calls and says he's rolling up and he pops out of the top of the limo, the whatever, the ceiling, the ceiling of the limo. The
0: sun, the sunroof, the sunroof. The
1: sunroof. (laughs) This goes to show that I've never been in a fucking limo. And some babe comes out with him and hands him eggs and he eggs her face.
0: Horrible, horrible thing.
1: And her performance is just so good because you just feel her heart breaking the way she starts breaking down into sobs. And her mom hears her and comes outside, but she runs away. She doesn't want anyone to see she her don't... humiliation.
0: It's just like, you know, a lot of this movie is silly, like on purpose silly. Like I think yes. this movie succeeds at what it's trying to do. Yes. Um, It's goofy and it's silly, but uh, God, this is rough, man. Rough. This is just, they do a very good job capturing just abject humiliation in high school.
1: I don't. I know that there was, like, a lot of bullying and stuff when I was in school, but it was never, like, that bad.
0: I well, Yeah, I, nobody egged me.
1: Nobody but, <laughs> nobody wow. egged my face. But, yeah, so we, we do see that, you know, she's having a really rough time, and she runs out of the bathroom crying, and presumably she's going to leave, and then gets hit in the face by a door opening, uh, and has a little, like, f- birds flying around her head moment, and yeah. when she comes to, it's her brother, Rob.
0: Her brother. He's just like, hey, I'm in high school now, too.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> just... he's like, I'm here to help you out.
0: This, this is uh, perhaps not a B story we super needed. No. But Yeah. Her, her brother <laughs> has taken it upon himself. And by the way, like... I feel like Drew Barrymore could maybe, like, pass for a 17-year-old. Certainly there's some suspension of disbelief with the film, but, like, you know, she's always had kind of a a young-looking face, you know, and and stuff like that. We're talking David fucking Arquette pretending to be a high schooler.
1: (laughs) Yeah, also, he's supposed to be her younger brother, which I don't buy at all. But, you know, also, (laughs) all these high school kids are being played by 20-something-year-olds, so, you know, we we gotta remember how that goes. Uh, but yeah, he's he he fix, fashioned himself a fake ID at the tiki hut, um, and is like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out because it only really takes one person to say you're cool and you're in. And she's like, it really really can't be that easy. Smash cut, and, and it's
0: exactly <laughs> what fucking happens.
1: <laughs> a smash cut to David Arquette winning a coleslaw eating contest with the kid who plays Mickey Park in Together. Like two years after this. <laughs> And uh, he, everyone is chanting his name, and Josie just can't believe it. She's like, "Wow, it, it's actually true." Yeah. Uh, but she uh, accidentally stood up her nerdy friends, and her nerdy friends are like, "Right, you can't hang out with us because you keep standing us up, and for good reason." It's not, you know, yeah. they're a little mean, but uh, you know, she's got nobody at this point, so she's just kind of a lone wolf until David Arquette. Yeah saves the day
0: yeah so he starts talking her up to like oh my sister's so cool oh she dated this guy like starts talking her up and all of a sudden she basically becomes popular overnight because popularity uh in uh high school uh, doesn't make any sense uh, yeah and also he uh, doesn't say
1: that she's her his sister he says that he dated her
0: oh okay yeah so that's also fucked up (laughs) um so
1: (laughs) she is amazing he said about her
0: Yeah, so no, we're still good friends, like that sort of thing. And Mm so, um, so, you know, she starts falling in with the popular, I mean, again, kind of the plot of Mean Girls playing out here. She used to be an athlete, now she's with the Plastics, right? Yeah. So, uh, so with the skinny, uh, blonde girl, like, folks. And then, um, there's a scene at a carnival, uh, and I, I want to, I want to talk about the carnival scene a little bit, uh. Because basically, um, you know, she's there with popular kids. Everybody, everybody from school is there. She ends up riding in the Ferris wheel with her English teacher.
1: Yeah, because they won't uh, let her ride by herself. Like like we said, yeah. she has no friends right now. So she's riding solo, literally. And the yeah. Ferris wheel guy is like, lonely rider. And uh, Michael Vartan's <laughs> character is like, all right, I feel bad for her. I'll, I'll go sit with her. Or he's like, I want to her on the ferris wheel i don't know
0: yeah there's there's a there's a line he gets where he's talking to her on the ferris wheel and he's like i hope this doesn't uh, undermine my status as an authority figure but and i forget what the second half of the line was but i wrote what i wanted the second half of the line to be <laughs> in my notes so i hope this doesn't undermine my status as an authority figure but i want to fuck your 17 year old body <laughs> <And> <laughs> he's, so.
1: re- what he really said is he's afraid of heights
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: and, and he had told <laughs> yeah. a story earlier in the movie uh, about how his dad had gotten him a, a helmet by a famous hockey pra- uh autographed by a famous hockey player. And she remembered that in the moment and said, I bet if you had your hockey player helmet on- I think it was
0: Gordy Howe, I think. Gordie
1: Howe, yeah. yeah if you had your Gordy Howe helmet, you'd feel safe. And he's like, oh, you remember that? And she said- You re- remembered. I, re- I remember everything that you say in your classroom. <laughs> Uh, Electrically charged moment.
0: Yeah. Uh. God. Anyways, so the, there's this weird sexual tension between them now which, like, she's fine with. Like, it hasn't, hasn't occurred to her that anything about this is wrong. No. And, me, <laughs> um, and uh, and, you know, so life goes on at the school. Um, Molly wait, wait, Shannon wait. Bef- comes... Before, before oh, yeah.
1: we move on, the other part yeah. of that scene is he t- starts kind of unloading on her about his relationship with the girl, the stuck-up oh, bitch from the party. Yes, because they're breaking
0: up. Because they're breaking up. That's he's, right.
1: Yeah, he's like, you know, she really wants me to like move to new york and i should you know i should make the commitment and she's like you know he starts you know unloading and he's like i'm sorry you know I, i shouldn't be telling you this and she said it's nice to have someone to talk to and he said when you're my age there's going to be so many guys lining up for you and she says you have to say that because you're my teacher and then he says, <laughs> I shouldn't say that because I'm your teacher.
0: He's like, I definitely should not fucking say that at all, ever.
1: Yeah, that whole that whole thing, my lord.
0: So, you know, speaking as a former employee of a Catholic school system, um, <laughs> one of the things they teach you is, hey, don't ever be in any situation where you are alone one-on-one with a child and nobody else knows where you are. Yeah. But don't. <laughs> Don't ever do that. <laughs> you have to have another adult that knows where you are and what's going on at all times.
1: <laughs> when good reason for a Catholic school. Sorry to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's – no, it's it's because – yeah, it's because it's we have to. Um, And so – Uh, But this is Chicago
1: public schools. Who
0: cares? But this is CPS. Yeah, no. But I mean, and that's kind of standard practice at most schools now. And what is and and I feel like top of the list of like situations to never be in one on one with a student is the fucking Ferris wheel. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you you're sitting up there for a really long time. It's really long time. It's a slow ride. It's a slow ride, and you sit really close. It's not good. It's not good. No. There's there's a lot of bad judgment going on. But yes, life does move on, uh, and we end up. It's this sex Molly ed. Molly
0: Shannon. Yeah, sex ed. <laughs> yeah. So
1: so it's very it's it's time for sex ed.
0: <laughs> so Molly Shannon sh- first of all shows up to the school just risks blowing the entire story yeah uh and and uh goes to like wave hi to drew barrymore and she gets confused for the guest speaker for the sex ed class so it i mean in a sense maybe the best person you could get for this sort of thing i think like
1: yeah she can talk uh, about all her experiences fucking at the op-ed department
0: (laughs) so you know some some funny awkward humor where she's like this is pam she's here to give the sex talk i'm i'm pam yes i'm pam like that sort of thing (laughs) Um, but the other thing that happens in this scene is there's a riot over the prom theme.
1: Yeah, so the, this high school and their rival high school, they always have a feud on who has the best prom. And so they originally said that their prom was going to be the Millennium theme, but the other school is doing it too. And everyone, while they're putting condoms on bananas, are screaming and are so upset about it. And finally the cool guy guy he says that josie is the one who's going to solve the problem because this is her opportunity to prove herself of all the stuff that they've been hearing about her this is her moment to shine and she does she pulls through
0: yeah famous couples actually very good prom theme
1: really great and immediately Um. she's in
0: uh, she's cool now. I do want to, uh, mention that in high school, one of our dances, um, the spring dance, uh, had the theme originally jungle fever.
1: Oh no. Because there
0: was a jungle, th- there was a jungle theme dance. And then like, I don't know if it was somebody trying to sneak that one in or if like, it- it's entirely possible the student council legitimately did not know. So then they had to change it. Obviously it became jungle party. Uh, So just a whole bunch of, like, banners with jungle and then party, like, taped over it.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. How do you dress up for that? Everyone's just in Uh, a loincloth? My
0: my date, I just, I wore a blazer. My date wore a zebra-striped dress.
1: Oh, Tony, you had a date to the dance?
0: I did, yes.
1: That's pretty cool. I is, had a date to is, the, the. It
0: was the same, the same young woman I saw bend it like Beckham with. So, oh you my
1: know, goodness!
0: Things worked out great.
1: Wow, that movie really brings you and the lesbians together. <laughs> I had, I did have a date to one. I had a date to two dances. Uh, one uh-huh. the guy. I liked. Ended up liking my best friend, so that was really sad. And then the second one was uh, it was for the masquerade theme. And my friend Pat, uh-huh. my friend Pat, we we went as friends, and he brought a gas mask. And our picture was me dead on the ground, and him wearing the gas mask. And my mom was so mad.
0: <laughs> That's pretty funny.
1: It was really good. My mom was mad. She's like, "I paid for this." Anyway, doing gig, ga- doing gags uh, in high school, but uh, we continue on. And Drew, there is a, we have a new montage, which is just Josie being really cool and hanging out with the girls. Yes.
0: Going to the mall. Um, And then she runs into, this is actually my favorite scene in the movie. Um, She, she, because she goes to the mall with the cool kids, get in, (laughs) loser, we're going shopping, that sort of thing. And she runs into the mathletes who feel rightfully betrayed by her. Um, And, and... (laughs) LDS says, Josie, you have totally transitioned. And this is, like, me, like, kind of, like, looking over my notes and just, like, my head whips over. I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and then LDS goes on, some guys try to transition all through high school and never make it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. These are the cool girls telling her this. Like, you finally transitioned into our group.
0: Yeah,
1: and like, no one ever does it on all of high school. I'm like, who says that?
0: I prefer to just apply a 2022 reading to this, where everyone in this movie is trans. Okay,
1: I'm into it. I'm really into it. Yeah. Uh, but they see that guy is starting to give Josie the eye, and they're like, "Guy is totally crunching on you." And she says, "Do I want to be crunched?" Yeah. Nobody wants though It's crunching. Now I'm going to start saying it 20 uh, something years later. Uh, but they are starting to plant the seed here. That guy is into mm-hmm. Josie and that she's finally going to have her dream come true of the cool guy asking her to prom. But for real.
0: Yeah. But for real. Also, he's a teenager. And so <laughs> uh, you got that going on. Yeah. Um, you got uh you got her becoming popular, her possibly getting a prom date, her story to the Sun Times is due in two weeks. Okay. She goes to a house party. Um
1: Her house her party. Her brother
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's her house party. Her brother is there, he is really macking on a sixteen-year-old gymnast, and it does not feel good to watch.
1: No, no, it really doesn't. He's also drunk which is not great. Like he's still living at home with her parents. She's she's moved out and is like a responsible adult. So he's throwing a party at her childhood home and guy is like, "Hey, I will you come upstairs cuz I really uh got to talk to you." And then David Arquette says, "See you around the cell block, Mrs. Robinson." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she should be like,
1: bitch, you're doing this too? Yeah, yeah. So they go upstairs into her childhood bedroom. It says Josie on the door. And she tries to put her body in front of anything that has, like, a picture of her or her name on anything. Just right. trying to hide it. And Guy says to her, oh, man, Rob's sister is a loser. <laughs> this is so cruel. It's horrible. Uh, so...
0: He tries to mac on her. Um, to Drew Barrymore's credit, she uh, politely declines. Yes. Uh, but he does ask her to prom. Yes. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, um, the newspaper is, like, putting it all together, and they're like, wait a second, your English teacher is horny for you. That's the story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so you know.
0: Which, the, also, they're not wrong. <laughs>
1: they're not wrong. They're not wrong. I mean, there's a whole montage of her flirting with the teacher. Like they're yeah. looking through CDs to play because uh, I guess she's on the dance committee. I don't know. They're looking for CDs to play, know. and he's like, "No, let's not look at these CDs. Let's look at these vinyl records." And they're painting the <laughs> decorations, and they start, uh, you know, painting each other's face. It's like very flirty, flirty. And he eventually takes her aside and is like, "Hey." You owe it to your writing. You're a really great writer to go to Dartmouth. And I've set up a meeting for you so you can get in. And she's like, oh, I'm not really going to college. And he's like, no, like, this is really important to me. You have to go. And that is when her boss is like, yeah, this isn't right. You need to entrap him. And she's like, no, he's a good guy.
0: (laughs) Which he, to be clear, is not. No. Uh... (laughs) no so, he's not uh, so anyways uh it's time for act 3 uh which is the prom and so they they you know she goes in a group with the popular girls who are all dressed as barbies um <laughs> and then she goes with the fucking guy the date who invented the word rufus um there is a – and, you know, everybody's going as a famous couple. Drew Barrymore and Guy go as the the couple from As You Like It. There is a, I believe, polyamorous gay throuple going as the village people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure you spotted that, too. I sure did. Um, I've seen
1: uh, this movie so many times. I, there are the, the village people, which are four dudes. There's the tortoise and the hare, and the guy who's the tortoise is, like – lagging behind because he's saying hi to everyone you got uh the king and queen of hearts uh you've got yes. um oh jesus and mary <laughs> not jesus and mary no they, joseph and joseph, and mary. Joseph, and mary. joseph and mary joseph and mary who try to sit down at their table they, and they say there's no yes, room. yes they
0: turn them away they're like sorry there's no room at this table that 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 one's for me that joke
1: that for me. one's for you uh, <laughs> i like when jessica alba turns to everyone and she's just like it's just too bad for them such a great line uh everybody is Uh, is is horny and dancing and having a great time and drew barrymore is at the top of her game oh and her brother is just like uh tom cruise in risky business friend of the pod yes her brother's
0: her brother's dressed like friend of the pod and level five operating plate, and Tom Cruise. And uh, he, he is taking the 16-year-old who is drunk off her ass and keeps putting her leg behind her head. Yeah.
1: And well, so, she says that she which wants is not to me be...
0: doing a bit. That's what she does. That's what
1: she does. And she says, uh, I think I'm ready to have sex and for you to be the one to deflower me. And he's like, I'm going to go get some punch. <laughs> so at least there was that moment where he was like, this isn't right so i'm gonna say
0: yeah know. that was that was a studio note <laughs> we have to show the, the fbi has contacted us and we have to show him rejecting
1: her. oh no uh,
0: anyways uh so there's that and then all of a sudden bam uh the mathletes show up um and uh they're dressed as a dna double helix which you know pretty clever um and, uh, you know, and then the, the plastics, I know I'm, I know that's a different movie, but I'm going to keep calling it <laughs> that. The plastics are like, we're finally going to humiliate Aldis uh, by throwing dog food on her in the middle of the prom. Again, very cruel. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, so now we get a little bit, we got a little bit of Mean Girls, we got a little bit of She's All That. Uh, we're going to get a little bit of Carrie <laughs> in this <Yeah>. next scene. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we get uh, a Smith's cue, please, 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 uh, and she starts thinking about how she also was, you know, at prom and was gonna and got egged, and she's like, I can't. Do-. My friend who was dressed as a double helix with her nerd friends, she's like, I can't let this happen to her. So she runs in the way when they're about to pour. Oh, the-
0: actually. Before she takes the dog food shot, there's one other thing that happens. She's dancing with her English teacher.
1: Oh, my God. I forgot about that.
0: Yes. So her English teacher is like, hey, can I have this dance? And apparently Drew Barrymore is like, yeah, that sounds normal. And so they they are dancing. And he's like, hey, my girlfriend and I broke up because she doesn't really understand me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then Drew Barrymore's like, okay, look, I need to tell you something. And he's like, there's something I really need to tell you too. And before he can say what it is, presumably it was the line, I want to bust in you. Uh, Drew Barrymore (laughs) Barrymore sees the the dog food prank unfolding and dives in to take the shot for Aldis. Oh
1: my god, Tony, what was he going to say?
0: What could he possibly have said? What could that he was gonna make it okay? What could have possibly been okay in that situation? I
1: don't know. This this would have taken a really dark turn as a movie in general if she hadn't had a moment of heroism. So she right. she saves them and the dog food go, the dog food goes flying onto the plastics all over their face. It's uh, another kind of humiliation on a different website, and she's. Outs herself. I don't know why she outs herself. Yeah. I feel like she could have just <laughs> saved her and then been like.
0: She's like, you shouldn't have been cruel to her. By the way, I work for the Chicago Sun-Times. I'm in my mid-20s. Yeah.
1: And that's my brother. And he lied also. Yeah. And so she outs. It's like,
0: and he he's off camera just like doing this slashing motion over his throat. <laughs> like, cut it out. Cut it out.
1: <laughs> yes. And in that moment, you see the teacher. He's um left side of the screen and he has he's not a great actor okay let's just say that about michael (laughs) not a great actor he looks at her and has like nothing going on in his face and then just walks away so we do see that he like obviously feels duped i'm assuming he Mm. doesn't really emote very much but she does kind of have a moment a little monologue about how she tries really really hard She has tried really, really hard to fit in, but they make it so hard and they're so cruel and they're so awful. And as adults, they're going to have a really hard time because if they're going to just like exist by like beating people down, like the world is going to beat them down. So they need to like get it together. Like she had a whole lecture planned for them. Right. And then, but she outs her brother, which is not great. (laughs)
0: Just not, but good. at the same time, you feel like in her head, she's like, "I gotta out him, otherwise he's gonna sleep with that girl."
1: Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, but the part, the bad part about it though, is that she had ripped off her uh, hidden camera as she was gonna out herself just to the teacher, and so yes. everybody at the newspaper is like, "What's going on?" They had like a betting pool; they were all there, like eating yes. popcorn, like it was a Friday night movie. And yeah. she got scooped.
0: Yeah. So she blows it again. So anyways, the everyone at the prom you know, this huge monologue about how they're supposed to live their lives, this huge revelation that this popular classmate is actually like an adult, a reporter who's been recording them this whole time. Uh everybody bounces back real fast from this. <laughs> Just Yeah. Like the the boy she took to prom like ends up with the nerdy girl. Like 10 seconds later Um, and you know good for them but uh, she goes out into the courtyard where her English teachers run off to and he's like am I a bet to you am I a fucking bet is that all that I am
1: (laughs) yes she's like look we can just if you want to spend some time with me to get to know me again and he's like what you're not 17 I want nothing to do with you now (laughs)
0: So, so <laughs> the way the way this all resolves is Drew Barrymore turns in her story, which is titled Never Been Kissed. Yeah. Title of the movie. And it's all about how, like, these high school students are all fucked up, man. It's just like, they're mean to each other, and they have so much going on in their heads, and they have so many pressures, and it's just hard out there. Yeah. But she also writes, but I fell in love with a teacher while I was there. And it's like, dude, this is going to be evidence in I a know, trial i know like, like how the why are you why are you doing this why are you writing this publicly that a high school teacher fell in love with you thinking you were his student
1: i have a problem in general of like this is the this is the like to headlining piece and it's like yeah. A bl- it's like a live journal blog. It's like a melodramatic melodramatic.com yes. entry where she's just like, yes. N- I've never been kissed and I fell in love with the teacher. Uh, there are girls in high school who are really hot, but my real soulmates are the nerds. And it's like, what is the point of this article? But we know that the point of the article is that she is going to be at the South by Glenn, whatever the fuck, high school uh, championship game. And she's going to stand on the pitcher's mound. And if he forgives her, he she would like him to come and give her her first real kiss, which, like, again, th- I mean, this isn't, this isn't even on par with that one guy in I forget where where he ate like a rotisserie chicken every day for 40 days. <laughs> do, you, do you It's just like just happened,
0: yeah. It's a pretty it's a pretty low effort stunt. Yeah. Um, it's not even like we're going to stop the ball game. It's like, "Hey, can I just be on for the 5 minutes before you yeah. guys start?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're not using it. It's fine." <laughs> 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 no- normally there's kids running around on the diamond anyway. It's fine. Yeah, um, so... but this
1: guy this gets like city-wide coverage. Like there are cameras yeah. there and all the newspaper reporters are there for some also- reason.
0: Also shitty thing to do to this guy cuz narratively he's fucked, right? If he if he doesn't show up, which is the only correct option in yeah. my opinion. Yes. If he doesn't show up, then he just looks like the asshole who stood up this girl.
1: Yeah, but if he does show up, he's a pedophile. Right? <laughs> like
0: It's the it's a re <laughs> it's a real it's a real Barrymore's choice here, <laughs>
1: which is just <laughs> It's I I don't logically let's let's talk through this really quick before we continue on so yeah uh, the people in the newspaper are like we need to entrap this man because he is laying it on really thick for a 17 year old girl and then she's like there's a
0: story here about teacher-student relationships yes that we gotta dig into we
1: gotta dig into this we gotta see what's going on we have someone who's experiencing it firsthand what is this experience but then she's like I've outed myself, I'm actually 26 years old, and I fell in love with this guy. He might be also in love with me, okay, but mm. he only knew- which,
0: which is very bad, very which, bad. Very bad, because
1: pres- presumably- <laughs> Actually
0: a crime, He
1: yes. only knows her as a 17-year-old, and then as she outs herself and he sees that she's actually 26, he wants nothing to do with her, possibly because, you know- she duped him, but really, probably because she's a lot older than he really likes. We, I don't know. And then she's like, "Come to this baseball game where everyone is going to watch you come kiss me." Like, right. who in and, the, newspaper and the newspaper was newspaper, like, "Yeah."
0: <laughs> the newspaper's like, "Well, this will now be a cute thing." Oh, it's not. <laughs> but good, how many times? I mean, how many times is a story about? About statutory rape turned around into, like kind of a, kind of a little meat cute. Ah! <laughs> is it possible for a meat to be too cute? <laughs> Our story tonight at eleven. Meet meat M E A T. So, anyways, he shows up, they kiss, everybody's like, is this goddamn ball game ever going to start? Yes, and then. <laughs> Uh, and then we learn that the brother actually got a gig coaching the high school baseball team, which is nice. Which is nice. And uh, and Gus
1: uh, and John C. Riley and Molly Shannon make out in the field because they're overwhelmed by the love. Uh, and Everyone
0: she- starts kissing in the stands. Everyone starts kissing in the stands. Except what if
1: there was one moment oh. where one of the popular girls got forcibly kissed by James Franco and she bit, beat him with her purse, which is like real big foreshadowing
0: yeah what should happen all the time <laughs> <laughs> um uh what if though the whole baseball team all started making out with each other
1: oh that would be wouldn't so, that have
0: been a nice ending so
1: cute and gay i would love that but very gay It didn't happen
0: anyways well folks that's never been kissed so it is actually like i know we kind of ragged on it a lot it is like it's actually so cute it's such a it's good movie cute.
1: it's so good <laughs>
0: Um, so, you know, I would say if it's on, like, maybe watch it. That's cool. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, there is a lot in there that's going to make you very uncomfortable. Um, anyways, uh, I want to get to uh, the main feature of this episode, which is a new game I invented for us to play, Nadia. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so this game is called... So, first of all, I will say Never Been Kissed. This is the first time I saw it. I hadn't seen it before. Um, but... We know from previous episodes of the podcast, there are a lot of movies that I saw on dates that we've covered, and there are a lot of movies that we've covered that I own on DVD. So this game is called DVD or Dates, and the way it works, Nadia, is I'm going to give you uh, the title of a movie, and you have to tell me if it's a movie that I own on DVD (laughs) or... If it's a movie that I saw on a date, okay, I have uh, four four movies for today. Oh, okay? okay, 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 okay. So the first one is actually our selection from last week, which is National Lampoons Van Wilder, starring Ryan Reynolds. A uh, date? Uh, that is incorrect. Oh. I did not see that movie on a date, but I do own it on DVD.
1: <laughs> That's unexpected. Wow. Okay. Wow, I, I don't expect uh, you to have things that show titties like that and, like, Wedding Crashers, like, just the fact that you have it. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah.
0: So I own that on DVD. Okay, next next movie. Um, uh, one that we actually mentioned uh, when we were uh, riffing at the beginning, uh, Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, the Ooh. first Borat film.
1: Um, I'm going to say Date.
0: That is correct. I yeah. did see that on a date.
1: Why would you see that on a date? That's, that's probably why uh, I thought you would. Like, it's, this is questionable. Okay, ne- he didn't. Well, I don't know. Uh,
0: next movie, um, a really fun movie about, again, sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. Uh, Doubt, starring Philip Seymour Hoffman and Meryl Streep, based on the Pulitzer Prize winning play by John Patrick Oh, Chandler.
1: definitely, definitely date.
0: That is correct. I did see that movie on a date.
1: (laughs) What does it say about both of us that, or what does it say about me that I know you so well? My God. Okay.
0: Okay, and then our last, uh, uh, our last selection. Once again, a movie about sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. That would be Best Picture winner Spotlight with Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, and Mark Ruffalo. DVD. Incorrect. I also (gasps) saw that movie on a date. (laughs)
1: Oh my god, that's so heavy. That's such a heavy date movie. Did you make out the whole time?
0: And that's D V D your date, folks. Wow. Uh, we did not make out the whole time. Um I was on a date, but it was with my wife, to be fair. Oh so,
1: that's cute. Date night.
0: Uh, you know, we were we it was that, you know, it was that moment in every marriage before you have kids where you just see all the best picture nominees. Yeah. So that's so <laughs>
1: That's something I would do also.
0: (laughs) So, Nadia, do our friends at Common Sense Media uh, have any thoughts on this film?
1: Yeah. For the most part, the parents were really mad about it. Uh, But the kids had – kids pretty much liked it. I think it's just – like you said, it's such a cute movie. And Drew Barrymore is really the great draw of it all. Uh, I found a few reviews that I'd like to share. uh, The first two being child reviews. Okay. Uh, five stars from the first kid. This is in all caps, by the way. Teaches you a lot of things. The best movie ever. <laughs> they write, well, my opinion is that this movie uh, could teach you things. Like letting you know if you like math or something. It doesn't mean you're a nerd, etc. But this is the kind of movie where you, oh, it's so hard to read this. This is the kind of movie in you can keep on watching it and never get tired of it. And I don't disagree. I don't disagree. This is very sweet. Uh, The second kid review was one star. This was totally the opposite direction. The main character goes undercover as a high school student and she and a teacher clearly both are attracted to each other, even though he believes she's a student. When she announces that she's actually an adult, adult, the teacher seems really conflicted and upset, but he was fine with it when he thought she was a minor? Gross. And this kid, I'm not worried about. (laughs) First kid, really worried about. Second Kid, they're fine.
0: Now, I was going to say, First Kid is also the title of a movie with uh, Sinbad in it, I yeah. believe. So <laughs> I'm, just imagine- I'm imagining you watching First Kid and being like, First Kid, really worried about this.
1: <laughs> that movie and Houseguest are also movies that I watched a lot <laughs> as a kid. Um, I, which now I'm, uh, I have learned that when you watch things over and over and over, it's because you have anxiety. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, you need something familiar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I wasn't doing very well as a kid. Anyway, (laughs) this is the uh, only parent review that I thought was worth mentioning. It was uh, Jerry D. He gives it two stars. He, uh, again, all caps, spoilers. Drew Barrymore plays a 23-year-old writer undercover as a 17-year-old SH student whose teacher comes on to her. Her 20-something brother pretends to be a teenager, too, and starts dating a 16YO, very creepy, and painfully awkward to watch. The popular kids hate the smart kids, and the smart kids seem to be just as nasty to the popular kids. I agree with this. Uh, He goes on. In the end, Drew mentions that there's always one kid who's got it together and makes school worth coming to. And it's a boy. The movie stars a woman. It's about a woman and is produced by Drew. But it's a boy that people come to school for. Then she and the teacher kiss and everyone's happy. Totally wacko messages. And I actually it, it is, don't disagree.
0: It is It is kind of wacko.
1: <laughs> wacko. Yakko and Dot, dude.
0: <laughs> That's just that's such a we gotta see if if this movie can make rufus happen which i know it didn't but if this movie can make rufus happen we should be able to go like that's wacko dude and like yeah it's yakko wacko and dots
1: <laughs> if we were pinky and the brain which one i think you would be the brain and i would be pinky
0: obviously i would be the brain and you'd be pinky <laughs> is there is there anyone that was like yeah no i could i could see it either way like
1: <laughs> Narf. <laughs> oh man i'm really glad that you liked it despite it, it there th- this movie does have elements where it's like all right you know,
0: you know I, this this movie isn't you know, this movie isn't on the same level as Doubt, which is based on a Pulitzer Prize winning play by John Patrick Shanley and stars Philip Seymour Hoffman, Meryl Streep, Amy Adams and Viola Davis, right? Like that movie's trying to do something different. Yeah. This movie's just trying to be goofy and fun. It's yeah. not it's not highbrow comedy. It's just silly and I think it succeeds largely at being silly.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I when I was watching it, I did have that that old people thought of they sure don't make movies like this anymore because I do feel like it is very very earnest and that's the reason why it works if it had that kind of tongue-in-cheek ironical ironical ironically detached kind of approach to comedy the way a lot of comedies are now I don't think they could have pulled this
0: off no there is a version of this movie that is terrible there's (laughs) no question
1: (laughs) yeah and Drew Barrymore is nowhere near it
0: yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Drew Barrymore, you got a morning talk show, which is like the steadiest possible work you can have <laughs> in Hollywood. Good for you.
1: Good for you. We love Drew. Uh, but overall, it's still one of my favorite movies. It's very silly. It's very fun. I really like at the end, everyone in the credits has their high school portraits yes. uh, on the screen. It's very sweet. The soundtrack is cute. Like, there's nothing really wrong with it if you just don't take it too seriously.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, guys, don't don't take it too seriously. That'd be real wacko, right, Nadia? Yeah,
1: real wacko, yacko, and dot.
0: <laughs> okay. You know, maybe we maybe we should retire that, folks. We're <laughs> no, I like <laughs> it. Probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> or probably should on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please subscribe on whatever, you know, sort of podcast. I mean, it's probably Spotify. Subscribe on Spotify, but, you know, whatever podcast. Maybe it's Apple. I don't know. Whatever. Why are we uh, making assumptions we about
1: our listeners? <laughs> they are free people. Let them do whatever they want.
0: Whatever whatever podcast app you listen to even if it's one of those weird ones where you have to paste the link for your RSS feed hey, great, <laughs> we love that too, subscribe on that, uh, we were probably sure of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we'll see you next week
1: Narf! They're gonna clean up your looks with all the laws in the books to make a citizen out of you because they sleep with a gun and keep an eye on your son so they can watch all the things you
0: do Cause the drugs never work, they're gonna give you a smirk they got methods of keeping you clean They're gonna rip out your
1: heads, your aspirations, your struts Another cog in the murder machine, they say your team Stick, you're never gonna
0: fit in much, kid. But if you're troubled and hurt, what you got under your shirt will make them pay.